The following episode of Lyrics of Their Life podcast deals with serious issues that may be distressing to some listeners. It is not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome back to Lyrics of Their Life, the podcast that talks about the extraordinary lives lived by those that wrote or performed the songs we know and love. I'm your host Adam Hampton and in today's episode we continue on from where we left off in the Luke Combs story. As Luke makes the career-defining move to Nashville, meets the love of his life and achieves his dream as his music goes viral. All that and more coming your way in this episode. So without further ado, this is part two of the Luke Combs story. This is Lyrics of Their Life. Prince has died at the age of 57. This is it. Sorry, Gary. But I was always the talented member of the band. Keep going, little girl. I will hit a man with glasses. I'm really happy for you. I'm let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. Former Beatle John Lennon, who was 40, was shot and killed last night outside his luxury apartment in New York. Asbeans shouldn't present fucking awards to gonna be. During spring break 2013, Luke Combs, aged around 23, would relocate to Nashville, Tennessee, where all the hopefuls begin their careers in country music, searching for their big shot. Luke knew that if he wanted to make something of himself in the country music arena, that he had to go to Nashville rather than playing at the same old bars in North Carolina. Luke could make a living in North Carolina doing so, but thought, why not aim higher? Luke wanted to get amongst all the big names he'd grown up admiring, and see if he too could make it, as he compared Nashville for country music hopefuls, to LA or Hollywood for actors, being the place to be if you wanted to make it and be seen. Despite the move to Nashville, Luke wouldn't even begin touring here until a year and a half later. Instead, he would get busy writing and producing songs and searching for bandmates, managers and a record deal. With drummer and songwriter Rob Williford being the first that Luke connected with, even though at first they didn't quite get along. Luke Combs would eventually form his own backing band and songwriting crew who would begin touring with him while in Nashville, after he was able to secure a manager named Christopher Cappy and a booking deal, before playing almost anywhere around Nashville. With Joe Walsh becoming his guitarist, Alan Pruitt on keyboard, Ray Fulcher playing bass, Rob Williford playing the drums, and Drew Parker also joining Luke's band on guitar, with Fulcher, Williford and Parker all helping out with the songwriting. All five members of Luke's band have remained with him up to the current day and are some of his lifelong best mates. Luke would purchase what he called a sprinter van to run around in for touring, as he and his band would load up their gear and travel around Nashville performing, with Luke's manager Cappy driving the bus. When speaking on the Full Send podcast, Cappy would discover Luke through a friend of his in the music business named Bradley Jordan, who owns Peachtree Entertainment. Brad knew that Cappy had a desire to enter into a managerial role in the music industry 
and phoned Cappy up, telling him all about Luke Combs and the talent that he possessed after seeing his Vine videos. Cappy had been working for a company called Six Man, organising musical events and festivals on cruise ships, drawing in the likes of Kiss, Paramore and John Mayer. And Cappy decided to book Luke a trial gig in the college town of Athens, Georgia, on Memorial Day, costing Cappy a total of $1,500 to book the gig. When it came time to open the doors for the show, Cappy was stunned and the risk with his money was well worth it to see 83 people already lined up to buy tickets to the show. Previously just expecting a few attendees, Cappy asked them, Why are you here? And to his surprise, a majority told him they follow him on Vine and they absolutely love his music and his voice. Luke would impress that evening, playing a song of his named Hurricane live for the very first time. Cappy remembers that Luke was commanding the room and was blown away by his singing voice and the fact that he only had six tracks out and that the crowd knew every single song, and his new one, Hurricane, which up to this point had only featured on a vine. With Cappy not wanting to miss this opportunity, he offered up his services to Luke as his manager, to which Luke agreed, with the 42-year-old Christopher Cappy quitting his job with Six Man and moving to Nashville to support Luke. He would begin his role with Luke by driving the tour van, selling t-shirts and the very important job of handing Luke a towel and a beer after a show and accompanying him to meet and greet fans to sign some autographs. With Cappy now on board Luke's team, they would continue on the road and would continue to grow their team when Ethan Strunk would become Luke's tour manager and remains in that position today, with the pair actually meeting in an unfamiliar way after Luke met him at a store called Boot Barn at a mall in Nashville. With Ethan selling Luke a pair of boots, they got talking about music and Luke's ambitions before Ethan, who had experience in the field, offered up his services. Luke claimed that he never really thought music was something he could do for a living, but here he was, he was building his team, and if he could earn enough money to stay afloat and continue performing, he thought it would be way better than any 9-to-5 job, slogging away in the hot sun, but little did he know that he was about to be a lot bigger than he ever imagined. Luke's team over time would grow to over 50 employees to this day, with Luke even paying them all instead of laying them off during the COVID pandemic. On the 4th of February 2014, Luke would independently release his very first EP, titled The Way She Rides, featuring three tracks, including The Way She Rides, I Know She Ain't Ready, and Let The Moon Shine. Then just a couple of months later, on the 1st of July 2014, Luke would release a second EP, titled Can I Get an Outlaw, featuring two tracks called Can I Get an Outlaw and Sheriff You Want To. And for those wondering, we do address the controversial stories surrounding Ryan Upchurch and Luke Combs later in the episode with the pair, of course, collaborating on the original version of Can I Get an Outlaw. Following the release of these two EPs was Luke's most successful and important EP to date, titled This One's For You, which was released on the 27th of November 2015. The EP, This One's For You, was so popular that it sold around 15,000 copies and charted at number 24 on the US country chart, which was a huge achievement, while the EP even made it to number 150 on the US Billboard 200 album chart and number 29 on the US Independent chart. The six-track EP included one particular standout track titled Hurricane, 
which would prove to be instrumental in securing a recording contract, with Hurricane in itself selling 15,000 copies in its first week and bringing in Luke's very first big paycheck of $10,000, with Luke deciding to spend some of it on an Xbox One and Call of Duty games as his first minor splurge. When recording this EP, Luke claimed that when it was produced by Scott Moffat, the EP itself and the track Hurricane almost didn't get recorded due to financial restraints. As Luke was quoted as saying, We recorded six tracks, and when they got done, Moffat was like, Hey man, we need to master these. And I was like, what's that? I never mastered my first two EPs, I just mixed them. I think the price was $200 per song, so I was like, I don't have $200 per song, and I'm not going to have it. The one and only track that Luke could afford to master, however, was in fact Hurricane, which luckily paid off, being the song that literally kick-started his country music career. During 2015, from the 4th of September through to December 4th, Luke would gig at small clubs and bars around the US, even performing at the Rome River Jam and North Carolina State Fair, as well as supporting the Eli Young Band and Chase Rice, with Luke performing a total of 12 shows that year. During this time, in order to get to a gig, Luke would even experience riding on an aeroplane for the very first time at the age of 25. Also in 2015, Luke's latest EP, This One's For You, and the track Hurricane would gain the interest of Randy Goodman at Riverhouse Artists, a secondary label of Columbia and Sony Records in Nashville, who would sign Luke to his very first recording contract during 2015, and also signing Kane Brown around the same time, with the pair both well known for their success from Vine videos. This new recording contract with Sony and Columbia Records in Nashville came as a huge break for Luke, who had already been knocked back multiple times by other labels, claiming it most definitely had something to do with his appearance and not being marketable in their eyes, as in Luke's opinion, he was just a normal-looking guy who weighed around 300 pounds. During early 2016, Luke confirmed that he had started dating a woman named Nicole Hocking, who was two years younger than Luke. The pair actually met back in 2016 in Nashville for the very first time through mutual friend groups, but they were both also seeing other people at the time and decided to remain as friends. The next time they crossed paths, they were both now single and would be reunited in Key West, Florida at a singer-songwriting festival where Nicole, who was working for the hosts of the festival, Broadcast Music Incorporated at the time, spotted Luke in the crowd and noticed he looked a bit lonely, walking around by himself with his head down. So she offered for him to join her and her friends, with Luke not exactly dressed to impress, wearing camo shorts with an old t-shirt full of holes. When Luke went on to stage to perform, Nicole was blown away by his performance. Nicole then invited Luke to come chill out with her and her friends, where the pair got acquainted with one another, talking about everything and anything they could and after a few dates, sleepovers, and a couple of months had passed, they started dating by the end of 2016. The two would then move into an apartment together in Nashville, as things looked to be moving quite fast. With Luke claiming that when they met, he wasn't anything in the music business just yet. As he said, quote, I didn't have anything when we met with Luke telling the Marty Smith show that she was the main breadwinner in the early days, working her two jobs, and then Luke was trying to make it in the music business. 
while he also told the Bobby Bones show, quote, I just knew she was different than anybody I'd met before. Luke's new partner, Nicole Hocking, was born on the 22nd of July, 1992, and was raised by her parents, Marcy and Larry Hocking, alongside her sister Jenna, in the Sunshine State of Fort Myers in Florida. Nicole received a local public school education where she struggled with attention deficit disorder, aka ADD, and described herself as more of a tomboy, enjoying fishing and hanging out with her friends who were mostly male. Nicole spent most of her childhood at the beach telling the Get Real podcast with Caroline Hobby that she would hang out with her friends at the pier and skimboard, aka bodyboard or body surf, and occasionally surfed. Nicole would also share a very close bond with her sister Jenna before heading off to Florida Gulf Coast University, where she majored in a civil engineering degree only to drop out after a year and a half, finding the course to be quite difficult, and deciding that she wanted to do something that she actually loved. And for her, the two things that she loved most of all were sports and music. Nicole was very sporty and especially loved to swim, telling the Get Real podcast that she was in the swim team growing up and in college, and that her first ever job was as a lifeguard at her local pools in Florida for five years. Nicole claimed that she loved the job as a lifeguard, but that she did have to save a few people's lives. Nicole also aspired to travel and see beautiful mountain ranges and snow, which of course was far different to her upbringing in sunny Florida. Nicole left her degree, taking up an intern position at a local country radio station, working in the marketing and promotional team, before taking up another job as an intern in West Palm Beach on the morning show, which required her to be getting up as early as three in the morning. Here Nicole would spend her day helping out, as well as fetching coffees and bagels for the staff, before heading off to her second day job to make ends meet, working on less than five hours of sleep every night. During March 2015, Nicole relocated to Nashville, applying for countless jobs and cold canvassing to no avail, despite having the confidence to introduce herself and put herself forward for many varying positions. It didn't matter what, she just wanted to get her foot in the door. After attending a jobs fair, Nicole impressed three different employers who were interested in hiring her, with Nicole choosing to go with a permanent part-time position at BMI, aka Broadcast Music Incorporated, around the time that she met Luke, as she worked here as a recruiting and onboarding coordinator for the licensing teams, interviewing and screening new employees for the company and using her wits to source out the perfect candidate for BMI. Eventually, this role would turn into a full-time position, with Nicole saying that she loved her job. BMI acts as a licensing body who protects artists and songwriters of all genres and their copyright rights, with BMI acting as the largest music rights organisation in the US. Their goal on their website reads, quote, BMI is the bridge between songwriters and the businesses, organisations that want to play their music publicly. As a global leader in music rights management, BMI serves as an advocate for the value of music representing over 20.6 million musical works created and owned by more than 1.3 million songwriters, composers and music publishers. While working here at BMI, 
Nicole occasionally rubs shoulders with some big stars, with BMI holding parties and songwriter get-togethers, similar to the one where she met Luke. Luke claimed that friends of theirs doubted that they would last due to Luke being a nobody at the time, but they of course were wrong, as Luke said, quote, Everybody was like, yeah, this is never gonna work, and so I didn't have anything when we met. When speaking with couple things, Nicole claimed that in the early days, while Luke was touring, Nicole would be busy working full-time with two jobs, including for BMI, claiming that there wasn't much money involved in the job, so she picked up extra work as a bartender at Tootsie's for three nights a week, from Friday to Sunday. By 2019, Nicole would quit her role with BMI and much earlier gave away bartending, instead joining Luke on the road full-time, now that he was earning quite a bit of money. As Nicole said, quote, I stayed home for two years pretty much as his career was growing and growing and I wanted to be there for all those first moments. Under his new label, Columbia Records and Riverhouse Artists, the track Hurricane would be altered and re-released on the 3rd of October 2016 as Luke's first official single, and it would chart at number one on the US Country Airplay chart, number two on the Canadian Country Music chart, number three on the US Hot Country Songs chart, and would even make the Billboard Hot 100 in the US, coming in at number 31. With Luke off to an epic start to his career, and selling 15,000 copies of Hurricane through iTunes in just one week, and to this day, it has sold well over 1 million copies worldwide. Hurricane was co-written by Luke Combs in 2014 with Thomas Archer and Taylor Phillips, just three months after Luke first relocated to Nashville, after they had been impressed with his music that they found online, stating that his voice was impressive. During the track Hurricane, Luke tells the story of a friend of his who had been through a breakup and Luke's friend just couldn't stop thinking about the woman in question. Luke's friend claimed that he was even scared to go out to his favourite local bar with his mates in case she happened to also walk in, which of course would then prompt his friend to start missing her and think about her non-stop. Luke compared the woman on his friend's mind to a hurricane, the way she walked back into his life, drove him crazy and caused so much destruction and damage to him from their relationship. As Luke sings the lines, You roll in with your hair in the wind, baby, without warning. I was doing alright, but just your sight had my heart storming. The moon went hiding, stars quit shining, rain was dropping, thunder and lightning. You wrecked my whole world when you came and hit me like a hurricane. The success of Hurricane would take Luke on yet another tour during 2016 from January right through to December, as the very busy man performed a total of 97 shows, all in the US, including as a headliner, as part of his Don't Tempt Me With A Good Time tour, at festivals and shows as a support act for Travis Tritt and Brantley Gilbert on his The Devil Don't Sleep tour. At the beginning of April 2017, 27-year-old Luke Combs would get the shock of his life when he was detained at the Nashville International Airport when he was on his way to the 52nd Annual ACM or Academy of Country Music Awards night in Las Vegas, Nevada. As Luke approached the airport security with Nicole by his side, he thought it would be wise to throw his bottle of water in the bin. Luke would forget one important item that he should have left at home or clarified to the security guards as he walked through the checkpoint only to be swarmed by officers and arrested because they had found a gun in Luke's bag unclaimed. As Luke said, quote, I'm thinking, I took this bottle of water out and they say, 
so this is your gun in the book bag. And I'm like, yes, this is my gun in the book bag. I got handcuffed right there in front of God and everybody at the airport. Luckily for Luke, everything was cleared up and he was released quickly enough to catch his flight and make it in time to feature on the red carpet at the ACM Awards. After recording his debut album, titled This One's For You, during 2016, Luke Combs would officially release the album on the 2nd of June 2017 through Columbia Records Nashville, with Luke co-writing all the 12 tracks on the album. This One's For You would become a huge success, reaching number one on the US country music charts, four on the US mainstream chart, seven in Australia, and ten in Canada, eventually going five times platinum in the US, with over 2.5 million sales, and selling around 40,000 copies in just its first week in the US. The album would remain on top of the US country album chart for a total of 50 weeks, becoming the first male artist to do so, and beating the previous record of 46 weeks, while also equalising Shania Twain's album called Come On Over at number 1, which also charted for 50 weeks. While the album This One's For You also became the longest reigning album at the top of the country music charts in over 25 years as a solo male in the US. When speaking to Nash Country Daily, Luke stated that the album is, quote, a good synopsis of who I am. I don't think there's one track that sounds the same as another. The album received mostly positive reviews, with many highlighting Luke's strong songwriting ability with relatable lyrics, his voice, and his fresh approach to country music, fusing both traditional and modern country styles, and at times incorporating pop music themes. On the 19th of June 2017, Luke released the second single from the album This One's For You with the song titled When It Rains It Pours. When It Rains It Pours would become Luke's biggest hit yet, charting at number one on both the US Hot Country Chart and Country Airplay Chart, and also the Canadian Country Chart. While it would make it to the top 30 in both Australia and the US on their mainstream charts. In total, When It Rains It Pours has now sold close to 8.5 million copies around the world, with 8 million of those being sold in the US, sending the track 8 times platinum. When It Rains It Pours is your typical country song that speaks about themes commonly found in country music, except with a modern twist, with a catchy and upbeat style, as Luke jokes about his luck and his miserable girlfriend leaving him, at the same time as a string of positive things follow his breakup. Hence the saying, when it rains, it pours. As he sings the lines, Sunday morning, man, she woke up fighting mad, bitching and moaning on and on about the time I had. And by Tuesday, you could say, that girl was as good as gone. Then when Thursday came around, I was all alone. So I went for a drive to clear my mind. Ended up at a shell on I-65. Then I won a hundred bucks on a scratch-off ticket. I bought two 12-packs and a tank of gas with it. She swore they were a waste of time, but she was wrong. I was caller number five on a radio station, won a four-day, three-night beach vacation, deep-sea senorita fishing down in Panama, and I ain't gotta see my ex-future mother-in-law anymore. Oh Lord, when it rains, it pours. During the song, Luke would continue to explain how the ex-girlfriend attempted to take him back after hearing of his sudden change of luck. However... Luke turned her offer down, only to continue receiving more good luck. Luke would claim in an interview that he wished he had that sort of luck spoken about in the song, stating, quote, It's just a fun song, and I always think 
damn, I kind of want to be this guy in the song. He's got it figured out. Luke went on to claim that when they play this song live, he can feel the energy of the crowd lift as it's such a fun song to sing. While the song, according to Luke, wasn't about himself or anyone in particular, he claimed that the inspiration for the song was in some way drawn from his own personal experience and his co-writers, as he was quoted as saying, We were talking about how we've all been in a situation where you don't realise you want to get out of a relationship until you do, and we played on that. Luke co-wrote the song with Ray Fulcher and Jordan Walker over a six-pack of beers at Walker's house. As Luke revealed in an interview with The Boot, Quote, I don't know if there's necessarily a personal side to it as much as it was a good story we wrote. I had the title in my phone, I keep titles in my phone often. It was just one of those things where I came in and had the title. When it rains it pours. I thought it was going to be a sad song. Jordan Walker was like, why don't we make it a fun, not sad thing? So me and Jordan and Ray wrote it, and it turned out great. We tried to have fun with it, and write it in a 90s early Brad Paisley kind of song. That's what we were going for, with that thing. Luckily, in my opinion, we nailed it. Despite Luke claiming it wasn't about him, or anyone in particular, according to Jordan Walker, when speaking to Taste of Country... Luke had drawn inspiration from an experience with an ex-girlfriend, as Jordan Walker was quoted as saying, The idea kind of fell out, but the whole time we were writing the first verse, he was texting his ex-girlfriend, and I just kept going, Dude, should we just not write and just go back to the bar? Like, I know how this goes, and he's like, No, we're going to write a song. And then it hit me, I was like, we should write a song about her. And he was like, no, 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 that'll make her so mad. And then it clicked. He was like, wow, dude, we should write a song just to make her mad. The music video for When It Rains at Pause would be directed by Tyler Adams and would feature a number of Luke's high school mates, along with his girlfriend, Nicole Hocking, who would play the role of a waitress who would give Luke her number, as the video now stands at over 385 million views on YouTube and is the second highest streamed song behind Beautiful Crazy with around 700 million streams on Spotify. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi everyone, and sorry to interrupt. I hope you're enjoying this episode, but I just wanted to take this opportunity to tell you four ways on how you can support the podcast and play your part in keeping it going, so I can continue to bring you more great episodes. If you enjoy Lyrics of Their Life podcast... First of all, it would be greatly appreciated if you could subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. It's totally free to do. It just means that you will receive a notification when a new episode of the podcast becomes available. Secondly, you can leave the podcast a positive five-star review on iTunes as this helps the podcast reach a larger audience. Third of all, you can tell your friends all about the podcast or join us on our social media pages at Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and Twitter. While finally, you can take your support one step further and head to our Patreon page and pledge your support to one of two of our plans for just $1 or $5 per month with no locking contract. Or you can pledge just a one-off payment for all the hard work that goes into creating the podcast and you will receive a number of extra benefits to go with your donation. Or you can even buy me a beer for $5 at buymeacoffee.com forward slash lyrics of life pod. I am a totally independent podcast creator, meaning there are no large networks or businesses financially supporting my work, so your support would be greatly appreciated as it means I can continue creating more content as it takes a lot of time, resources and research to prepare and upload just one single episode. Links to Patreon and Buy Me A Coffee can be found in the show notes on our website at lyricsoftheirlife.com or on our Facebook page. Once again, I appreciate every one of my listeners for their support, no matter the form it comes in. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the episode. 
On the 1st of October 2017, a tragic event would take place at the Route 91 Harvest Festival held on the Vegas Strip in Las Vegas, Nevada, when on the final day of three days' worth of performances, during Jason Aldean's closing performance, at around 10pm, from his 32nd floor suite on his Mandalay Bay Hotel room, a 64-year-old gunman named Stephen Paddock opened fire on the crowd, killing 60 people aged between 20 to 67 and causing injury to a further 413 people after 1,000 bullets had been fired. The panic caused by the chaos would lead to a further 450 people to be injured after the fleeing crowd trampled over others who were trying to escape. Luke Combs happened to be present that evening as he was backstage watching Jason Aldean perform, just trying to enjoy the show like all of the innocent concertgoers. Luke stated, quote, As much as you'd like to forget it, you don't want those people to be forgotten either. It makes you appreciate what you do a whole lot more, because it could all be gone, especially that night. It could have been gone for any of us. Luke, along with Aldine and the other performers, were lucky enough to be unharmed in the shooting and moved away to safety. The tragic mass killing would go down as the most deadliest mass shooting by a sole gunman in American history, with Stephen Paddock armed with 24 high-powered weapons. With the evil and sinister Paddock being found dead an hour after the shooting in his hotel room at the Mandalay Bay Hotel due to a self-inflicted gunshot wound, which would of course leave authorities scratching their heads as to why the man carried out such a horrific and sickening crime, especially when the retired auditor and real estate agent had been living in a retirement village 80 miles from Vegas in Mesquite, Nevada. All they could find was the fact that he was a heavy drinker, who was divorced, and that he had a bad gambling problem while he also frequented the casinos in Vegas. Memorials were set up where the shooting had taken place along the Vegas Strip, and due to this tragedy, despite rumours of the festival returning, the Route 91 Harvest Festival has since been defunct, with Live Nation scrapping the festival altogether in order to respect those that lost their lives and those that were still grieving. Towards the end of 2017, Luke would tally up his largest amount of live gigs yet, totaling 112 across the US, performing as a headliner, as a support act for Brantley Gilbert, and at a number of festivals. Most of the time, Nicole would join Luke on his tours, while his mother would also occasionally tag along, being that typical mother and reminding Luke not to forget his socks when he's on the move, claiming they're two items that he's constantly losing on tour, and that his mum is always on to him about it. Heading into the new year, Luke would release yet another chart topper in One Number Away on the 8th of January 2018. One Number Away would peak at number one on the Canadian country chart, and the US Airplay Country Chart, as well as number 3 on the US Country Chart, and 34 on the US Billboard Hottest 100. Luke was on a roll, as this track would go 4 times platinum in the US, and double platinum in Australia, with sales figures sitting at a massive 4.1 million copies sold. This simple country ballad, One Number Away, delves into a man struggling to contain his emotions and is feeling conflicted on whether or not to call his ex-girlfriend, as he is on the verge of a breakdown and really needs to talk to her, and feels like he made a mistake by letting her go. As Luke sings the lines, And I'm one number away from calling to you. I said I was through, but I'm dying inside. Got my head in a mess, girl. I confess, I lied. 
when I said I'm leaving and not coming back. Luke would co-write the track with four other writers named Sammy Mitchell, Stephen and Carlos Batty and Robert Williford when he first came to Nashville to record a demo. With Robert Williford being the source of the song's story, with Luke quoted as saying, Rob had the idea written down in his phone. I can't tell you where he got the idea. The music video, which now stands at over 140 million views on YouTube, would also be quite dramatic and tragic, as the two actors in the video can be seen playing the roles of the man in question and his ex-girlfriend, as we are shown memories from the couple's time together before a tragic accident occurs, leaving his ex-lover in a critical state, as Luke was quoted as saying, I wanted to make sure we had a video that was as powerful as the song. One day at a creative session, the idea hit me. It wasn't as much about a breakup as it was losing someone that you can't get back, and that's why I had the idea of the crash. That feeling when you want to pick up the phone to call that person, and they aren't there. That is something that all of us can relate to in one way or another. On the 11th of March 2018, Luke would win his very first award at the iHeartRadio Music Awards, taking home New Country Artist of the Year, beating the likes of John Party and Kane Brown. On the 9th of July 2018, with Luke releasing a reissue version of This One's For You, called This One's For You Too, he would release the album's fourth single, titled she got the best of me. The track was written back in 2014 about a breakup that Luke had endured when he was around the age of 17, only for his music to pull him out of his slump, as She Got the Best of Me was yet another big hit for Luke, peaking at number one on the Canadian country music chart, one on the US country airplay music chart, two on the US hot country songs chart, and number 31 on the US Billboard Mainstream Hot 100. To this day, the track has even surpassed the previous single, One Number Away, with She Got The Best Of Me selling around 5.3 million copies worldwide, reaching triple platinum in Australia and five times platinum in the US. The track was once again co-written by Luke Combs when he was still living in Boone, North Carolina, with the other writers, including Rob Snyder, of course not the actor, and also Channing Wilson. When asked whether the song was autobiographical by ABC Radio, Luke responded by saying, quote, I don't know if every song is historically accurate, you obviously write songs with other folks, at least I do, so there's bits and pieces of kind of all of our experiences in there. To wrap up the release of Luke's debut album, This One's For You, and the re-release, This One's For You Too, on the 3rd of December, 2018, Luke would release his fifth single and bonus track, which just so happened to be one of the greatest modern-day country music ballads of all time, and to this day, Luke's most popular song, titled Beautiful Crazy. This romantic love song would of course be written about Luke's now fiance Nicole Hocking. However, he had wrote the song about her before the pair even started dating officially. In a way, it was a form of a love letter about Nicole and how much he liked her, but he just hadn't built up the courage yet to ask her out. The lyrics delve into everything that Luke loves about Nicole, including all her crazy quirks and the things that only the pair of them would know about each other. As the lyrics read, Beautiful, crazy, she can't help but amaze me. The way that she dances, ain't afraid to take chances, and wears her heart on her sleeve. Yeah, she's crazy, but her crazy's beautiful to me. Luke described the time he played Nicole the song for the very first time, after being invited to Nicole's downtown Nashville apartment, stating in an interview that he's planned to win her over 
was, quote, was a no-fail situation, and that it was a great way to win brownie points with her. As he told Billboard, quote, I wrote it two days before I played it for her, and I made sure that one of her friends was there while I played it for her, so her friend would be like, aw, so nice, and everything. Luckily that worked out, and here we are. Beautiful Crazy would peak at number one on the US and Canadian country charts, and even made its way to number 21 in the US on the mainstream Hot 100. The track currently stands at over 750 million streams on Spotify, and has sold close to 11 million copies worldwide, even going diamond in the US and six times platinum in Australia. Prior to the song's release, it had become a huge fan favourite after Luke had performed it live a number of times and he had uploaded a number of short videos of himself playing the song, including one that got over 7 million views. Beautiful Crazy would also spend seven weeks atop the US country airplay chart, breaking the previously held record of six weeks by Daryl Worley with Have You Forgotten, back in 2003. The beautiful track, Beautiful Crazy, was just too popular not to be released, with Luke deciding to add it to the album, as a studio version features on the reissue album as a bonus track. Not only does Beautiful Crazy highlight Luke's sincere storytelling and lyrical ability, but the track is also a showpiece for his ability as a vocalist, hitting all the right notes perfectly, as the emotional song has now become the theme song to many couples' love stories from around the world. When Beautiful Crazy peaked at number one on the US radio country airplay chart, Luke would become the first artist to achieve the feat of their first five singles, all reaching the number one spot, since the Airplay chart first started back in January 1990. Other standout tracks that were popular with fans from This One's For You include the track Beer Can, which is a simple country song that delves into Luke's love for a can of beer, as he expresses that the perfect way to wind down after a long week at work is with a beer. As Luke sings the lines, I've been working this job 9 to 5, minimum wage and overtime, but here comes a few days of unpaid vacation, and there ain't no way, Jose, I'll waste them, cause there ain't no better feeling than when I pick up a beer can and get to feeling like Superman. While the track isn't exactly deep or overly meaningful, it is incredibly relatable for many of Luke's listeners, where a majority of them would perhaps be working 9-5 to five jobs, only to look forward to the weekend to enjoy some beers and time with family and friends. While the track, Be Careful What You Wish For, sees Luke expressing how he couldn't wait to leave Asheville, and what else is out there potentially, only to realise that he misses the simple country life, while also realising in the song that he let a good girl go, as he sings the lines, Couldn't wait to ride out of that one-horse town, didn't see no use in sticking around. I was green and busting at the seams to leave, I was sitting on G, waiting on O. The day I hit 18, I hit the road, traded that county maintain for a four-lane city street. Luke continues in the bridge of the song by singing, Cause these city lights can't shine quite like the stars. I wish I could wish her back into my arms. During November 2018, Luke and Nicole had some very exciting news for their fans, announcing that they were now engaged, with Luke getting down on one knee and popping the question. But while the pair shared the news via social media, in front of a picturesque backdrop in Hawaii, Luke claimed that Nicole actually said yes before their trip to Hawaii in a less glamorous location, simply getting down on one knee in the kitchen at their house. On the Couple Things podcast, 
Luke claimed that he proposed to Nicole the day they moved into their first home together that they had just bought on a 140 hectare property in Tennessee. That evening, they arrived at their new house with the moving truck and their cats, who weren't too happy about the move themselves. The cats were quite stressed, having urinated on themselves in their carry crates, which caused Nicole and Luke to start arguing, with moving often being a highly stressful ordeal. The night just kept getting more chaotic, as stuff laid unpacked all over the place as the clock struck midnight, and the pair were still running around, getting things sorted. An exhausted Luke then remembered that his mother and father-in-law were coming down the following day and that he had told them he was going to propose to Nicole on this day. So being excited for the couple, Luke knew that Nicole was picking up her parents and that they would be excited to wish the couple a happy engagement, therefore spoiling the surprise if he hadn't yet carried out the proposal. So with little time to waste... Luke had no choice but to commit to his plans, causing him to rush his proposal and carrying it out or popping the question in the kitchen. Luke's original plan was to attach one of the rings to one of their cat's collars and have them walk into the room and surprise her. But that of course had changed, with the cats of course being saturated in their own urine and stressed out to the max. Nicole had also just finished cleaning the cats up when Luke decided to propose. Luke remembers telling Nicole what his plans were for the proposal anyway before he got down on one knee and said, I also got you this. Nicole claims that she blacked out in that moment and said, quote, My ears are hot, it was a lot and was unexpected in that moment. But she said yes, despite not being the most ideal moment. As Nicole told couple things, quote, He was like, I got these new collars for the cats with the new address on it, and oh, I also got you this. He pulls it out, got down on one knee, does the whole thing. I blacked out. I was like, my ears are hot. What's going on? Nicole, while in shock in the moment, and of course saying yes, she didn't quite react as well as most movies would typically portray being caught so off guard, but she took to social media to express how grateful she was for Luke and her excitement to finally be able to marry the man of her dreams when she said, quote, I always said if I was to ever get married, I didn't want to pick out the ring or go ring shopping. I wanted it to be something that when he saw it, he knew that it was the one. And boy, did he outdo himself. I never thought a ring could mean so much to me. I love you, Luke Albert Combs. I'm going to marry the hell out of you. Despite the cats causing quite a stressful ordeal for the pair, Luke is well known to be a massive cat lover, having even split up with his ex many years ago, only to take the cat with him and nothing else. Luke's second career award win would come during November 2018 at the Country Music Association Awards, taking home New Artist of the Year, beating the likes of Lauren Elena and Brett Young. During 2018, Luke would again break his own record for the number of shows performed in a year and being his most to this day with 138 shows alongside Brantley Gilbert, the Zac Brown Band, Jason Aldean on his High Noon Neon Tour and many more while also performing at festivals and as a headliner continuing his Don't Tempt Me With A Good Time Tour across the US and for the first time he performed in the UK, Australia and Canada from January well into December 2018. From January to June 2019, Luke would tour around Mexico, the US, Canada and Australia, performing at the iconic Anmore Theatre in Newtown in Sydney. By this point, 
Luke was quickly becoming a star on the country music scene, hitting substantially high numbers of streams on Spotify for his songs, compared with other country artists, and rivalling pop artists. And he even performed at one stage in front of 75,000 fans at Stagecoach Country Music Festival in California, while also playing in arenas all off the back of his debut album, This One's For You. Luke's formula for success was quite simple. His songs were simply great country tracks, with catchy hooks, relatable lyrics, and Luke's nice guy, but rugged red-bearded look. As many fans say, they love him because he just looks like he could be one of your close friends, he has that average look about him, and he's a big lovable guy that has fans raving about how relatable and down-to-earth he is to meet in person. Combined, of course, with his ability as a vocalist to sing with a growling deep tone, adding in humour, and the ability to sing more sincerely. Luke has also been praised for drawing on the 90s country style and incorporating a modern twist to it all, while utilising real live instruments when recording his songs with his band, which sadly doesn't happen too often these days, with technology seeping into music heavily. One thing Luke would become renowned for is wearing the exact same black Columbia fishing shirt, holding a red solo cup, and sporting a camouflage or black cap at every event or interview. While live, he would strum on his Gibson J200 acoustic guitar, or Gibson G45. With all of this, combining to become Luke's typical, lovable, and iconic look. While occasionally, you'll even catch him wearing a pair of his camo crocs that he released around this time, featuring Luke Combs gibbets or pins for decoration. With Luke Combs crocs selling like hotcakes, and becoming the most searched for shoe on Google during 2019. Being a huge fan of other artists, Luke revealed that he also likes to listen to Ed Sheeran on repeat in the car and in the green room before and after gigs, while also enjoying the music of DaBaby, John Legend, Post Malone, Adele and the Abbott Brothers. During February 2019, Luke was also nominated for the very first time at the Grammys in the Best New Artist category alongside big acts in pop music including B. Brexa, Dua Lipa and rock band Greta Van Fleet, only to be beaten by Dua Lipa. Then on the 7th of June 2019, Luke would release his fourth EP titled The Prequel, featuring five new tracks. The EP The Prequel would peak at number one on the US Top Country Albums chart, four on the Canadian chart, and four on the US Billboard 200, equaling the position that his debut album, This One's For You, had also reached. Within four months, in the US, the EP The Prequel had sold around 45,000 copies. The prequel's first single was released back on the 8th of May 2019, called Beer Never Broke My Heart, after first debuting the song live over a year ago in January 2018. Like the song Beer Cans, Beer Never Broke My Heart is a straightforward simple country song or drinking anthem that sees Luke singing about his love of beer and how it's ever reliable and always there to pick him up, unlike some of his past relationships and other things in life which only left him with a broken heart. As Luke sings the lines, Like diamond rings and football teams have torn this boy apart, like a neon dream, it just don't know me. The bars and this guitar, and long neck ice cold beer, never broke my heart. Once again, the song would be both a fan favourite and a chart topper on the country music scene, with Beer Never Broke My Heart peaking at number one on the Canadian country chart and the US Airplay country chart, while also reaching number two on the US country chart 21 on the US Hot 100 
and 44 on the Australian Aria chart. This would be Luke's equal first highest charting song on the US Billboard Hot 100 along with Beautiful Crazy, which also peaked at number 21, while the track, Beer Never Broke My Heart, sold close to 6 million copies worldwide. Then, on the 16th of July 2019, after 16 appearances at the Grand Ole Opry, Luke would be invited once again to perform at the Grand Ole Opry, only to be shocked and unprepared when he would become an official member of the Grand Ole Opry, which, on the country music scene, is quite the honour, as those invited would attend the Opry House Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, to perform for the live weekly radio broadcast. The Opry was founded back in 1925 by George D. Hay and was back then known as a one-hour-long barn dance held on live radio on WSM. To this day, it remains the longest-running radio broadcast in US history and for Luke was one of his biggest career highlights so far with Luke being invited to join the Grand Ole Opry after releasing just his debut album, signifying just how talented and successful he had been so early into his career. When brought onto stage to become a member, Luke was overwhelmed and cried happy tears as he became member 211 of the current total of 224. Luke's only wish at the time was that his parents could have been there to enjoy that moment with him, only to realise after the event that they were there, as they had been brought in beforehand as a nice little surprise, along with everyone who had been a part of his music journey so far. We actually came out here to interrupt you because we want to just, you know, a little bit of your heat. We want to touch you. Right. Gonna... I'm fine with What it. a career this guy is having. Six it is minutes. incredible. And you all know that, we all know that. The Grand Ole Opry wants you to know we just love you. Well, you know, I love the Grand Ole Opry. His 16th appearance tonight here. And uh, go, go get him, guys. So you got some things we to are, say. We are proud that you're here tonight. I'm especially proud. I love you. We got a trip coming up uh, here in a few months. We do. Together. We're spend some time together and write some songs. Yeah. How would you like, like to, to be, be the next the member, member of, of the, the Grand, Grand Ole Opry? That would be a yes. Hey, he's got to sing again, but in a minute, all right? Congratulations. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. All right. Holy cow. Are you serious? Okay, because if you're not serious, that's really, that would be really mean. Ladies and gentlemen, the first time as the newest member of the Grand Ole Opry to perform at center stage. Luke Albert Combs, Grand Ole Opry member to be right there. During August 2019, Luke would continue to set records when his album, This One's For You, became the longest reigning album at the top of the country music album chart by a male artist, totaling 44 weeks straight at number one. On the 8th of September 2019, Luke would release his second single from the prequel EP with the song Even Though I'm Leaving. Even Though I'm Leaving would become Luke's most successful single up to this point in terms of where it charted, as it peaked on the Hot 100 at number 11, while also topping the Canadian country chart for the sixth time in a row and the US country airplay chart for the seventh time in a row since his debut single, Hurricane. However, sales-wise, Even Though I'm Leaving would sell just 3 million copies. While it was good, it was half of his previous single, Beer Never Broke My Heart, while Beautiful Crazy would still remain his highest stream song on Spotify. Performed as a country ballad and incorporating a mandolin into the song, even Though I'm Leaving, was mainly written by Ray Fulcher and Wyatt Durrett, 
back in 2016, as they were just waiting on the right moment to have Luke record and release it. Inspired by Wyatt's love for his son, who was heading off to college, in the lyrics, Luke tells the story of a young boy who has a great and loving relationship with his father. The boy's father is always there for him, but as he grows older, the boy decides to join the military, and despite being so far away from his dad, he can still rely on his support from afar and in spirit. But eventually the boy, who is now a man, is saddened when he hears of the news that his father has passed away while he was away serving. With the main inspiration for the song coming from Wyatt Durat's experience of becoming a father himself and his son growing up so fast, and that he, Wyatt, will always be there for his son. As Luke and Ray Fulcher weren't yet fathers, they contributed their own childhood experiences to the lyrics, with Luke mentioning the monsters right outside his window, as Luke explained that his parents would always tuck him in overnight and make sure there was no monster under his bed, as he even said, quote, they would make sure there wasn't a boogeyman behind the curtains or whatever. Next time, on Lyrics of Their Life podcast, we dive into the final chapter, so far, of the Luke Combs story, as we analyse his next three albums, Luke Becomes a Father and a Husband, and we take a look at what the future might hold, for Luke Combs. All that and more coming up in part three of the Luke Combs story. Thank you for tuning into that episode. Don't forget to check out our other episodes, ranging from Kurt Cobain and Freddie Mercury to Prince, Chasey Chapman and Stevie Nicks and -and up-and-comers like Youngblood, Tones and I, and The Kid Leroy. For more information regarding this episode, including weekly updates and more, head to our Facebook page at Lyrics of Their Life Podcast, or our website at lyricsoftheirlife.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and even YouTube and Spotify, where you can find a range of playlists featuring the music of every artist covered in the Lyrics of Their Life podcast so far. If you really enjoy the podcast and would like to give back for the hard work that goes into it, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes, or you can now rate the podcast on Spotify. Don't forget to let your friends and family know about what they've been missing out on, and feel free to click the free subscribe or follow button to the podcast wherever you listen, so you can receive a notification every time a new episode becomes available. If you would like to support the podcast financially, then please feel free to head to Patreon or buymeacoffee.com, where you can contribute your support for the podcast in exchange for some bonus content, ranging from as little as $1 donations to really anything you like. Every bit of support is greatly appreciated, and it means I can continue to bring you more great episodes in the future. This podcast is created and researched completely independently, so your contribution would really help this podcast continue on. Once again, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I'm your host Adam Hampton, and this is Lyrics of Their Life.